Wait, you said the, do you want to say the? You said the last time. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to say the? Okay, okay, let me put the. the. Are you spending your life trying to become who God has already called you to be? Good news, girlfriend. God has equipped you with a guide to live in your purpose with him. So grab your Bible and notebook. And get ready for this episode of the God Girls Guide podcast. Today, we are going to discuss the topic of loneliness and understanding the difference between loneliness and Mm -hmm. alone. Yes, 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 yes. So what do you imagine when you think of being alone versus loneliness? You go first. What do you imagine? Um, I think alone is when I imagine myself alone it's intentional and I'm able to reconnect with people. Mm -hmm. Whereas loneliness, I feel like that I've lost the ability to be reconnected or plugged in. Oh, I think that's beautiful for me. When I feel like I'm alone, I get a moment. Like for me, alone is like I'm plugging, going to talk to God. Like I'm alone with God. When I think about loneliness, I feel like that sounds like suffering to me. Mm. So basically like alone is like something I choose, like loneliness is suffering. So I'm not choosing that. Like it's like a choice for me. Yeah. So. That's good. A choice. choice. So loneliness, like what we can derive from that out of scripture is loneliness is the broken fellowship. Yeah. And, um, Usually that requires an act of repentance mm-hmm. so that you can be back in right fellowship with, yeah. with God or with others, right? And loneliness or being alone is exactly what you said, see, is when we seek that alone time so that we're disconnecting from other people and we get to plug in just into God and, yeah, just and into God. foster that deep, intimate relationship with him. Yes, that's so good. That's so, so good. And so we want to know your thoughts. So if you guys can put it um, in the show notes or you can actually just, not the show notes, but you guys know what I'm saying, put it in the comments. Um, and you can also just, you know, send us a message on the website or you can send us a message on Instagram. Just like, what does it mean to you specifically? Mm-hmm. You know, what does it mean? What does alone mean versus loneliness? And as Amanda said, like the actual definition of them, what does that now mean to you? Have you been viewing them the same or have you been viewing them as different, you know? Yeah, because that is, um, if you are like confusing them and using them wrong, right? Like that's the enemy is great at creating confusion. Yeah. So we are here to help clear that up and then also bring some awareness to some, I'm going to say the word consequences, but Mm -hmm. also just recognition of when we have broken fellowship yeah and what that is so you can really identify what loneliness is and if you're experiencing or you see somebody else experiencing it you can correct it yeah right that's the great news and that's the great redemption that we have through Christ is that we don't have to live in loneliness yeah we don't have to yeah we don't have to we were created for community we were created for community 
So that's what changed for us. It's like, especially in our walk with God was walking it out together Mm -hmm. in our tight knit community, but with each other. Mm -hmm. And it's changed so much. And I think before, you know, Amanda came along, I would say I probably was experiencing loneliness, Mm -hmm. right? And then the Lord gave me a gift of friendships. And I started to be able to, even though I was, when I read my Bible, I may be alone, but when we plugged in, I was like, oh man, she met me right there where I was being able to like explain and give her, you know, interpretation of the word. And we just grew stronger and stronger and stronger. And that was what we were created to do. Yes. Okay. So we're going to start in Ecclesiastes. So if you want to follow along. Um, and don't worry if you're in a spot where you can't write down these scriptures, we will put the scriptures in the show notes. Yeah, we will can easily reference them later. But we're going to start in Ecclesiastes 4. And it talks about um, the title here in my Bible, which is the Women's Study Bible NIV. It says oppression, toil, and friendlessness, mm-hmm. which to me just defines loneliness. <laughs> <Being> <laughs> oppressed and toiling and friendless. Okay, so um, this is King Solomon talking through here in Ecclesiastes, and I'm going to start um, on verse one. Again, I looked and saw all the oppression that was taking place under the sun. I saw the tears of the oppressed, and they have no comforter. Power was on the side of their oppressors, and they have no comforter. And so I'm just going to pause there because we have a comforter who is always with us. Always. And that is the Holy Spirit. Jesus Mm -hmm. sent the Holy Spirit to us to always be our comforter. So verse two, I've declared that the dead who have already died are happier than the living who are still alive. But better than both is the one who has never been born, who has not seen the evil that is under the sun. So (laughs) Ecclesiastes is heavy. Heavy, Um, heavy. So what we really want to do is just kind of pull out the nuggets here that are relative to our scripture and then C has some lighter scripture coming I promise yes 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 um but I saw all the toil and achievements spring from one person's envy of another so this person is lonely okay and all their toil and achievement is based on the envy of another and Solomon says it's meaningless a chasing after the wind fools fold their hands and ruin themselves better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind Again, I saw something meaningless. There was a man all alone. He had neither son nor brother. There was no end to his toil, yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. Mm -hmm. For who am I toiling, he asked, and why am I depriving myself of enjoyment? This too is meaningless, a a miserable business. Mm -hmm. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. A pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. And if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though they may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. And so I'm going to stop there because yeah. that covers a lot of what we're talking about when we talk about loneliness and what we see, kind of like the result of loneliness. We yeah. see emptiness. We do. Vanity. Mm-hmm. That selfish toil. Yes. The motivations are being um, envious and like undermining their neighbor's work. We see complacency. Yes, when it we says do. The fool folks are hands and ruins themselves. They're being lazy and complacent. Um, and they're a consumer instead of a producer. And right. it's just greed. So those are some of the results that we see when we see loneliness and how it acts out. 
Yes. So and to add to that, so Solomon felt a void in his life, right? And I think some of us can feel just like that, especially when we listen to those themes that Amanda just spoke of. We can just we feel that void. And uh, he could not fill it with pleasure, wealth, success. He just could not fill it. And neither can we. These things were not created to fill us up. These are all counterfeits to God, like they all are. So when our sinful appetites feed on desires of our flesh, we remain hungry. God alone can supply the nourishment our hearts need. And so it's just a reminder when we when we heard her read chapter four, like we need God. That is the nourishment that we need. We need nothing else but him or we will stay lonely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So loneliness um, here, we saw, like I said, the results of, and C gave like a beautiful synopsis of how that manifests, right? And why it's like that hunger for God, but we're searching for it in worldly things. So we want to pose that question to you. If you are feeling lonely, what are you seeking to feel that, to fill that loneliness? Yes. Let us know. Let us know. Okay. So loneliness, like we said, is the result of broken relationships, but aloneness is really when we have a deep intimate relationship with Christ. And that requires us to withdraw periodically from human companionship. And so we see this example of aloneness in Jesus. So he experienced aloneness, aloneness when he was in the wilderness. Yep. Whenever he was traveling, you know, he would usually send his disciples on ahead. Yep. Um, and we see examples of that in Mark uh, chapter one and Matthew chapter eight. And again, in Mark chapter 14, um, but he was only lonely one time. And that was when he was on the cross, because when he was on the cross, that was when, you know, God turned his face away from him because he took on our sin and, and God can't look at that sin. That's right. Um, but any other time, he was um, just alone and withdrawing so that he could grow in his faith and grow in his relationship and setting that example for us. Okay, so now we want to kind of pivot and talk about the benefits of what we call covenants. And it's that relationship with somebody when you are aligned. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. So what do you think the benefits are of being in covenants with someone, um, which is so beautiful that we were just talking with a client about um, being deconstructed from one, like removing some covenants, because when when it's not good, it's bad and it's unhealthy. And we're talking about strongholds and sometimes soul ties, soul ties, I mean. And so, and a lot of people feel like soul ties are only uh, when it's a sexual relationship, but really it's unhealthy. It's all unhealthy relationships need to be broken. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's be all good for us to just pray and ask God to break any unhealthy relationships that you're connected to. So when you do get the benefits of a good covenant relationship, you can truly receive it, receive the gift without being, the, without that filter of the bad. Mm-hmm. Yep. So just like we all know this, like it's easier to get dragged down than it is to pull somebody up. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, that's good. the same in the relationships that we're talking about. And so when we're talking about a covenant, it's somebody who's in, as invested in you as you are in them, Yeah. Um, but for the righteous reasons and that you are growing together 
um, in your faith and yeah. in, your, in your, just your journey through life. So one of the um, scriptures that we want to read to you for that is in Proverbs. And so it's in Proverbs. Let me get there. Twenty seven. So Proverbs twenty seven. Okay, and so we see this here, um, verse six. So Proverbs twenty seven, verse six. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Yeah. And then skip down to verse nine, perfume and incense bring joy to the heart and the pleasantness of a friend springs from their heartfelt advice. Do not forsake your friend or a friend of your family and do not go to your relative's house when disaster strikes you better a neighbor nearby than a relative far away. And these are the kind of covenants that we're talking about. Somebody that yeah. you can trust that they, their correction, it, it's going to sting because it is for your growth. Yeah, their correction is going to sting. Um, and that's what we talked about, like that wound. It's going to cut a little bit deeper because they are close to you. Yeah. But it's because they know your heart and they can see where some of that correction needs to happen. Yeah. Versus um, somebody who's not willing to like, correct your behavior. Right. And they just kissing you. Right. And yeah. It's over. And you're like, but wait. But she just told me my friend that I've known for all my life just told me this. And, and now you're telling me all like these sweet things and they feel good. And it's human nature to, for us to go to the, the sweet thing because mm. our body doesn't like pain. We love pleasure. But what Proverbs 27, what God is saying here was like, go to this thing because this is trustworthy. Mm -hmm. This is trustworthy. The hard thing, the thing that felt like it cut, you can trust that. Um, now there are people who abuse and say like, you know, I'm just giving it real. Uh, no, right. Choose your discernment. Right. Right. But if you truly have a friend that's closer than a brother or a sister, then you know that what he or she is saying is trustworthy over than someone that doesn't know you, that isn't that close to you. That's just kissing your behind. Right. And that's why it's important when, like she said, that discernment, what you can use to filter that is how is it being sent? Yep. Like, um, one of our favorite ways to not only give, but to receive is to put it through the filter of the Holy Spirit fruit. Yep. So yep. what's that fruit, fruit of how they're coming through? Yeah. Um, and here it tells us that that heartfelt advice from your friend, it's going to be saturated with compassion. Yep. Like saturated with they compassion. are loving the opportunity yep. to be able to like pour into you because they are invested in you and in yes. your success, right? Mm -hmm. They want to edify and encourage you. So even though that correction might seem because we all have that pride and that we yeah. don't want to be correct, right? Nobody yeah. really genuinely loves to be corrected. Um, but the Bible tells us over and over that we should love that correction because it's for our benefit. And that's exactly what a friend's correction is for your benefit. For your benefit. That is the benefit. And then also um, it says like, don't, don't take away an opportunity for your friend to serve you. Yeah. It just because you want to go to your family's house so that you don't like in impede on them like just take these opportunities when you need something to depend on your friends like build and foster that relationship and allow them an opportunity to serve you you don't want to take away opportunities for yeah to serve you have you ever done that before yes mm -hmm. <laughs> me too mm -hmm. me too a beginning of our friendship I used to do all the time I used to like take the opportunity for her to grow or me to grow and I just would extend so much grace but there's um in your friendship, there's so, it's so much sweeter when you can grow together and 
not just, you know, be complacent or just give it with kisses. So like Mm -hmm. for people who just like to kiss, I'm one of those kissers. Like I don't, if I'm giving you that hard cut love, I mean, you, in my heart, I'm like, she can't go nowhere. You know, I'm, I'm, I was always worried, like at the beginning, my first, I'm like, she gonna go somewhere. Cause I had to be like really honest. But when you don't do it for all those people who have big hearts, you rob your friends of truly growing. Mm-hmm. And I was robbing, you know, I was robbing people from truly loving me, robbing Amanda that chance because I just was like, don't leave me. I had a lot of fear around, you know, my friendships because I had lost people, you know? Yeah when you take away that opportunity for um, somebody to serve you or um, to correct, right. To give them the opportunity to correct whatever that was like the wounds of a friend that you can trust. If you're taking that away by just pouring out the grace, Mm -hmm. um, you never really know if they have grown and you, you don't know um, if they can be trusted right, right. The next time so next time something happens what are you going to do are you going to just keep yeah keep putting the band-aid over keep saying oh I love you I understand mm-hmm. or you know pull like, the rug out from under them but they're like but you never gave me a chance to make it right mm-hmm. so yeah. um, this is just really good scripture to help you if you are feeling like there was some loneliness created there and between you and a good friend yeah that broken fellowship like just kind of come back here and set with God in this scripture and see were they wounds that you could be trusted yeah with, or that wounds that they can trust from you and not forsaking them um for your family give them an opportunity yeah. to be that community yeah. for you and before we before we move on um, I, I am being prompted to share this scripture on um, verse nine. So in Amanda's Bible, it reads just a little bit different um, than my CSB. So CSB translates to this, oil and incense bring joy to the heart, right? We all love a good smell, right? Especially me, I love when it smells good. It brings joy to my heart. And the sweetness of a friend is better. So like, he was like, the sweetness of a friend is better. Like, this is so much better than my house smelling good. Um, but it's also better than, me telling myself good things like me filling up on my self-counsel like oh yeah that's good. it's way better than me say self you did a good job you know me correcting myself like when she corrects me it's way better way better when she can do it versus me doing myself because you know I'm gonna tell y'all you know when I correct myself I'll be like we just do better next time well sometimes sometimes I can be my my biggest credit but ain't nothing like when she does it. I'm like, okay, I got to get it right. Because if you can see it, it ain't just me in my head. Mm. <laughs> you know, got to get it right right now. I think that's um, important. I want to double tap on there that the correction again is like for edification. Edification, yes. It's, say it again. it's just to hold up to the standard that yeah. you know that I, you hold yourself to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, or sometimes who, if it's too high, she'd be like, girl. Yeah, doing you're too st- much. Your is too hard. Like you're doing too much. Well, <laughs> calm down, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hard. Be hard to receive too. No matter how you slice and dice it, but all in all, it's way better than what I was doing for myself and how I was counseling myself. Mm-hmm. And so, in the Bible, just edifies that mm-hmm. as a benefit. Yep. So, um, again, in verse ten, we see here too that the long friend. The long-term friendship is precious Mm -hmm. and it's not intended to demean, like when it says like, don't forsake your friend for your family, it's not saying like to demean or undermine the help of our family because, you know, it's family's family, but 
how awesome is that that you can depend on somebody that you choose because we don't yeah. choose our family we right family. um but we can choose our friends and we can choose how we foster a friendship that's going to be stronger than blood stronger um in in our times of need and our trial because if we as we continue to go down this verse is super super popular you've probably heard it before as iron sharpens iron so one person sharpens another yeah and i want to read some commentary from my bible because i thought that was so beautiful um constructive criticism again when we talk about that that correction it's constructive it is a precious link between friends iron rubs against iron to shape and sharpen it Mm -hmm. in the same way when we discuss and soul search interaction between um each other it says between friends but i'm going to talk about from cni's experience when we are soul searching or um, sharing, you know, what God's working on in our hearts or working on through scripture that we're reading and um, just how he's getting us all together. When we get to discuss it, we shed new light on each other, but also like, that's just really humbling. Like God is working um, working. this way. And even like something that like, maybe it was a pain point for C, she sees that God's working on it. She doesn't even have to say it. Right. Right. (laughs) But it says a woman thinking and even her face are shaped and sharpened as a result of rubbing together with another. And I just think that's so beautiful that it's like not just inner reflection, but it's the outward reflection as we sharpen each other. Yes, yes, yes. So much true, though. Yeah. Especially when we think about like where where he's taking us, like we're doing some more inner work. We're definitely going to look different on the outside, Mm -hmm. especially when we think about what what is to come yeah so definitely awesome can you talk us through see a lonely season mm-hmm. a lonely season so when i left for college i was the first time i didn't have my twin sister you know i'd mm-hmm. always had my twin sister and um it was the very first time we didn't we like we didn't live in the same we lived in the same state just not the same city we were about an hour and a half away which felt like so far then and now we're 10 hours away and we even feel closer now than we were when we were an hour and something away but also technology has changed and anyway that's neither here nor there but it felt like those first two weeks you know I struggled in college you know I I ran I ran to the counterfeit for love. I ran into relationships. Um, there was just so much destruction happening when I was lonely. Lonely. I wasn't, if I had agreed with me and alone, I, I would know, like now that I have the, the language for it, mm-hmm. I mean, it was a choice. I could have ran to God. I just didn't know it then like I do now. But I just, I, I agreed with loneliness and I went to go find things to fill the emptiness, the emptiness of that time. And I almost destroyed my life until the Lord sent me a helper and his name's Julius. And, you know, and it, the Lord always could do it better than you. That's <laughs> all I will say, because no one could hold the candle to him. And so it's just, that was the loneliest, I think, I felt like I've ever been. Um, second to that would be when we moved here. I didn't have any friends. It was hard for me and my personality. And I really wanted friends. And uh, for the longest time, I went went through a season where I had no friends until we started our our, our now church. And then I started getting friends. So, but. So well, what was the turning point for you in college? And then you mm-hmm. said here, it was when you 
found community. Yeah. Yeah. There was aligned spiritually. Yeah. So the turning point in college is when I found Jay. So still community, you know, he sent me the helper to get right. And next thing you know, we both were, were able to correct each other, love each other, you know, counsel each other to stay on the right path. And I didn't have those desires to like run with my flesh anymore. And neither did he, because we were correcting each other the whole entire time. And so God sent. So what about you? Or do you want me to ask you another question? Um, Ask me a different question. Of course, of course she (laughs) asked me the wrong. Name a time when you felt alone. When I felt alone. Um, I would say when I started, um, really pursuing God Mm. a few years ago, handful of years ago now, everything's always a few years ago, but it really was like five years ago, I started pursuing God, um, and just really feeling alone because you were doing it with me mm-hmm. but would be on a different page a lot of times literally you would be pages before me in the study <laughs> oh yeah I was like what are you talking about y'all I'm so confused okay yes yeah, yes I remember just, like um processing at a different rate and so just like being like well man I feel alone because I'm not even getting that yet or mm-hmm. um and also just in my household, like my husband wasn't on the same faith journey as me mm, yeah. at the time either. And so just feeling really alone in it and like having to, I, I don't use this term lightly, but truly like just deconstruct like a spirit of legalism and, and yeah. um, religion that I had agreed with for a long, long time because yeah. I was raised in the church. And I think that just tends to happen to a lot of people who are raised in the church when they haven't actually pursued God themselves but taking what the church says yeah um as their truth and as gospel yeah. and so when I started that journey I feel like I was alone because God was really trying to like put the blinders on me from mm-hmm. all the other things so that yeah. I could focus inwardly on him speaking of that time you know she said that I was patient ahead. I may have been patient ahead but her her um she was able to articulate in crafts the text better like, I'm like, oh, that's so profound. But during that time, and thank you, Lord, for dropping this in, in me, uh, my spirit. But during that time, we started to realize that we could be read, reading the same text and the text be reading us differently. <laughs> yes. We'd be like, wait, I didn't get that. And I'm like, you didn't get that because you don't see that way. And we started saying these things like, but your lens is different. Your lens is different. But it wasn't that our lens was different. It's just we were dealing with things different. We Like the Lord was speaking to us about the same, about you know, same word, just different parts of our lives. You know, we used to be like, well, see, you're a lover. So that's why you went this way. Mm. And I'm like, well, you know, you, you got a wall. I, don't, I never would say she would have a wall but right now. I'd be like, girl, you had a wall. And so, but I used to never say it. I was just like, you just by yourself. And so that's just the way you're going to interpret. But really it was like individually, this is how the Lord was dealing with these things. And as we've grown in our friendship, we see those exact same things. I think if we can look at our old devotional, we'd be like, oh my God, oh my Lord, oh my Lord. Like, like he dealt with that. You know, he eventually dealt with that as we grew in community together. He dealt with those things. Mm-hmm. And so like for real. And I think now the beautiful part of, so I kind of got the analogy of when we were starting out on that journey together, which 
I mean, that was, I'll be honest too, for any listeners who are struggling with that, be like, well, I grew up in the church or I am in my Bible, but like having somebody that comes along with it and you get to mature together. The analogy that I got was like, um, we were both eating baby food, Mm -hmm. but it was different textures. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Like at different Mm -hmm. times. And now we are a lot more mature past that baby food stage. Mm -hmm. And we're able to see yeah. when you get a scripture because we do we share our scriptures yeah. with each other every morning what god's saying what yeah. it says to me Still, what he's working on what questions i have mm-hmm. and we are able to give perspective because of yeah. the way that he's worked in us like yeah. we can give perspective because we have that level of maturity now yeah. and just yeah. bring some extra depth in and sharedness of life yes and since we have this more community type lifestyle we're like oh dang I know that you speak, this is to us, mm. Like we can more so see ourselves in this, in the story, instead of seeing it as like, this is your family. This is my family, but like, no, this got something to do with both of us or, oh, maybe he may be saying this about, about this. And this is what I think for you or, and, and also being like, man, I got that thing wrong. You know, maybe he's now seeing this and being open to getting it wrong because you won't always get it right. And we have a friend that, that she said this thing that was so profound and hopefully I don't, I don't mess this up, but when you we're human so there's always a measure of of reading something wrong or seeing something wrong because we just we're human we have that measure of human Mm -hmm. and so but having that friend with you to be like am I right or am I wrong it just helps like it just helps 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 and the more people that you have looking at this bible which we are in the season where we are inviting you know we we have invited others to commune with us the richer it is, mm-hmm. the richer it is and more edification comes. Because the Bible is, it's God's living word. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just, I can't express that enough. Like it's God's living word. It's living. It's active. Yeah. It's always speaking. This is not a dead book. Yeah. It's like not this dead. is a living book mm-hmm. that yes, it's history, but yes, it's active. And now it's applicable to today right now. And wherever sure. you turn at it, it's God's word and it's, it's word. Holy Spirit inspired and it's going to speak to you. It sure is. Um, so if you're not reading it for any of those reasons, if you get nothing else out of this podcast today, yeah. I want to encourage you to read your Bible. Just get in it, even if it's a check the box thing for a while. Yes. Your Until heart you posture will change the more that you spend time in it. So yeah. that's how it started out for me. It was like, I have to get this done because... I need God's word in my life. It wasn't yeah. even like pursuing a relationship when I started it. And of, of course he pursues us. Right. So it turned into that and it's just been a beautiful journey, but it did start out as a check the box. I have to do this because I committed to doing this with my friend mm-hmm. and she was yeah. pages ahead of me. And I don't like that. <laughs> Want to be on the same page. And so um, that's why I stuck through it. And it was probably a solid nine months before it truly changed where I didn't have to have the guided reading anymore, yeah. just being able to be in here um, in God's word. So I really, really yeah. want to get that across to you. If you are not in your Bible, I really want to encourage you get to it. let it change your life. Same, same, same. And like what you were talking about, see, about um, the importance of us being able to do that together and be like, together. this is like, maybe I was wrong. Am I wrong? Like, what are yeah. you mm-hmm. seeing here? Um, that's the it's not only the iron sharpens iron, but it's what we read in Ecclesiastes for about two or better than one, because we're able to lift the other one up. Right. And speak the truth into each other. Mm -hmm. 
So as we close today, we're going to leave you with a prayer. Um, it's going to be quick and painless. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, we pray for all the women listening to this podcast on loneliness, Lord. Um, if you could just meet them there while they're feeling empty and they're trying to fill up on things that are not of you, Lord. If you can just meet them in a new way so they can see that you are God and God alone and that they don't need anything else but to feast on you and your words. Um, show them you know, your power and your might and your love and that you're gracious you have so much grace for them that they never have to worry about messing up because you're compassionate and your grace is abundantly, you know, in Jesus name I pray. Amen. Amen. Also want to just let you guys know if you are struggling with loneliness yeah. or the difference between loneliness and alone. Um, and you are needing some help with that mindset. We are offering a free masterclass later this month. Yeah. And it's going to be on October 27th mm -hmm. and it's free. So you guys can um, yes, yes, check yes. out the website for more information. And it is godgirlsguide.com. Yes. And so we're going to also drop some uh, scriptures that are lighter uh, about this topic in the show notes. So catch you there. Bye. Bye.